0: Yeah, so what is interesting is that they kind of built on that first half with Woods in there, as I've said, but to sort of repeat a point because it's very important, is that Seattle does appear and there's no new idea in football. Like everything has sort of been done before um, and each system will feature very similar uh, ideas because they're good ideas. That being said, from the start of the season where we didn't really see this seattle now appears to be running uh defensive calls that were the basis of like their old defense with pete carroll system so they're kind of in this weird world where they're kind of bastardizing two systems to try and get things that work for their players and it's all well and good saying, oh, well, the players can't do what we want. But then, like, uh in terms of the Fangio stuff, but, like, you know, at what point is it you just need, like, an elite D lineman to make it work? Like, because, like, that blue chipper, like, it's kind of, it seems weird to me that they haven't been able to really get the concepts coached up for any of the front, like, the, the you know, the concepts they wanted to run. So this is right. the under zone x frisco thing that against the 49ers this they spent like the most time again in the against sorry the most time against the 49ers in this under zone x frisco defense which was the basis of their defense back in 2012 13 14 uh so weak rotated cover three with an under front and okay you can say they've adapted their bare front into this but for me it's kind of yeah
1: i mean really so uh, under zone, so frisco and stone like rock frisco stone boston etc and even just regular frisco like this really what you're saying is like bear is really just an extension of this where you say okay we need like even more frisco we need even more boston so you do yeah. that by just kicking that weak end in or that strong end in depending on the precise front and but like the the principles the philosophy is the same we're trying to plug the interior bubbles we don't want to back to kill us we don't want the the, the changing gap to kill us and we're going to stay sound and we're going to play technique and just choke you out and, and we're going to be
0: gapped out right yeah
1: exactly so yeah
0: yeah so that is the uh That is the main takeaway. We'll get into the 49ers tape in a bit more detail, including the offense stuff uh, next Thursday in our show. But that was a a brief look at the Panthers game and how there was sort of the roots of what's to come. And to me, like, Carroll's very bullish on the defense because I think they did play well against San Francisco, barring like one or two plays, like a few busts from being a rookie, that kind of stuff. But to me, I think he's bullish because... My take on this, the, the situation from the outside is that he may have had uh, a, a bit more influence again, and said, "Look, we need to just look. We need to stop the run. We need to play football that's going to stop the run at, at, at first. And how do we stop the run? Well, we go back to the core calls. You can do it out of a three-four personnel. Heck, Seattle—they always said they were a four-three with three-four personnel, right? So." You can do it out of that, um, and they are doing. Um, and I don't. I don't recall now against San Francisco. Seattle was always tempted to get into basically under from their bare look because of like the issues of uh, not only not only the um, not only that it covers up the bubbles, but if I if I share my screen again,
1: and and Shanahan hates it. I mean, that's why he hired Robert Sala, because he hates scheming against. He like He said that, like it's too sound. There, there, it, it presents too many answers on paper. Yeah. And he doesn't like that because his whole game is what hurts you on paper, and I'm going to run
0: that. So if we, uh, I'll just put this in a better color, but the other thing that Under allows you to do and why Seattle loves it against San Francisco in particular is uh, it stops power um, because the the defensive end. Say so this defensive end wasn't here and they were playing bare. So they were, had a zero technique and a three technique here. Then this tight end, as we've spoke about before, has a clean release uh, to this linebacker well. here. And it hits up this C gap um, because this guy flows outside with the puller. This guy's the force. Uh, this guy comes crashing through and then it goes right up here with a, say, a backside pull up here. Um, but What under allows you to do with my very messy drawing is under has a big ass five technique right in that C gap, and so if you're going to down block, then the white tank ends going through him, um, and he can't go and get the inside linebacker off the ball on the backside.
1: So you get you end up getting a clean bracket on that lead block. The Mike and the Will in outside inside leverage ball goes nowhere.
0: Yeah. So Seattle has always liked that against San Francisco, but nonetheless, I don't recall seeing it. In the first game these two teams played, and obviously San Francisco is very different with Trey Lance in there. But I also, like, the big thing for me is that we were calling out for more of uh, this stone front uh, up um, here. We were calling out for this 6-2 look because of how the week reduced over front removes the bubbles of the defense as Griffin said and it it will help them play gapped out and stop the run and help them play two back and their problems against it and now lo and behold they've suddenly started running it at a higher rate albeit what they do now because they don't have a camp chancellor is rather than have the strong safety down at the line of scrimmage and playing as the force player what they do now usually uh, and also to combat some constraint places they have the defensive end wide and the strong safety is often off the line of scrimmage playing up in the sea gap um mm-hmm. rather than to the tight end side so and that also
1: but, a doubles letting the the left end play a little bit more aggressively if it's a pass you can kind of get up yes
0: field. yeah so um it's sort of been adapted to the modern game but that's something they did again with like ken norton junior in 2020 and 2021 they they had that tweak so it is to me i don't know i think my theory is that pete has probably stepped in and said look we should just go back to this so that we can stop the run and get in the playoffs uh and it almost worked against san francisco but we will dive into that in more detail on thursday as i said drift do you think maybe pete's had another word or am i deluded
1: no, I mean, I, I agree with you that I, I think Pete is definitely inserting himself. I mean, when you when you when your run defense is that bad or when it has been that bad, then you, you have severe like it doesn't matter how good your past defense is or can be like that's total system breakdown. You have got to be you at least have to get yourself something within the realm of like 20th ranked run defense even. Uh, because even that is not very, like, efficient running, right? So you, you just need to not be horrendous. Like, again, the 2012-2013 run defenses were average. The 2013 defense is one of the best defenses of all time and it had average run defense. It just wasn't a disaster. It was fine, nothing better. They didn't really get elite until 14, 15, 16, and it's no coincidence that Michael Bennett became a, a three-down player at that point, replacing Red Bryant. I loved Red Bryant. But Michael Bennett was just different, right? Elite run defender and pass rusher. So um they have the guys, in my opinion, to absolutely be average. They were 10th last year, with you know, I'm in, in my opinion, in the box they made upgrades. Shelby Harris is an upgrade over Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder was playing three technique for them last year in Bear. Now you have Shelby Harris doing I'd rather have Shelby. Quentin Jefferson is a minor upgrade over Rasheem Green as a run defender in Bear. Machine Green's 275, Quentin's 290. I'd rather have the 290 guy. Um, even if he's not a good run defender in isolation, he's still an upgrade over the snaps that was being played in his stead last year. So it's I think I mean it, it doesn't make sense if with every single player in the box has a, a regression to varying degrees or is all over the place, it's not enough to just say, oh, well, they just got bad. Like there's something deeper going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't think they, yeah, I do not think they have got bad. I think they struggled with what's being asked of them. And it, a lot of the mistakes just look like uh, they, they're not on the same page and there's like a, there's not quite the understanding of why they're doing that thing.
1: Right. And that
0: uh, to me really does point towards like, it certainly should lead to concerns over what they've been coaching. Like, I don't know how you can't translate to NFL players what you were trying to get out of it um
1: so i i feel like you kind of start from the ground up and you you make sure that you can fit the run from any look and you at least know exactly what you're doing and you kind of isolate your your scheme down and and you really because they're not they still don't want to be once they fix the run whether that's this year or this off season they're still they're going to fix the run, but they can't be a one high team forever. They still have to go back to two high for a variety of reasons. So they have they're going to figure it out, and that might just mean being less multiple in the pass game the way they want to be. Mm. And you just have to cut your losses. The best way to offset that the mm-hmm. lack of multiplicity is finding elite pass rushers because it just makes it easier. It just makes everything easier.
0: But do you know what's in my mind as well, like back uh against that in that first 49ers game they ran the 40 front like fangio's version of stone or boston Uh the reduced reduced over front so why did they not go back to that why have they do you see like why have they gone back to stone in peace in pete's design sense because to me that only points towards it being pete who's doing this yeah
1: yeah and 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 like so we said this before we recorded uh Clint Hurt has, as we know, a very diverse coaching background. Like, it's really cool just that he gets to he made, made all these stops. But he's been in Seattle since 2017. He spent three, two and a half, three years coaching Frisco, or Frisco in Boston, which is their under and over front, and with some Bears, a sub- supplementary call, right? And then it wasn't until 2020 when they started majoring in Bear, 3-4, their brand of it, but still 3-4. So he knows, you could argue that he probably knows Pete's system, maybe not in theory, but in practice, he knows it better than Fangio's system because hes it, he was in Chicago in 2016. He's been in Seattle since 20, 2017. So it might also be that Hurt might be a little rusty, and especially going back to Fangio, not as a defensive line coach, but as a DC, where he's away from the D-line a little bit more, Like hurt might have been fine if he was still the dl coach and they moved toward fangio stuff right theoretically so at this point it's you kind of need to go back to what you know what hurt knows what pete knows within this world and still like they can they can live in the too high world they want last year was proof they can make it work but they just kind of need need to go back to that um
0: it's kind of wild to me as well like i don't know like I'd be so interested into how this is all being coached and they're trying to make it cohesive. And it doesn't like, to me, it was very hard to uh, avoid this being like, you know, a lot of stuff to learn for players and a, especially young players or rookies or, or um yeah. Uh, but also like, yeah. How do you make that cohesive as a plan and not just be like, well, we're doing this now we're doing this and we're calling this, this now, and we're calling this, this and, i guess there's a way to uh sort of bs your way into these things but it seems like different rules that have been learned stuff that's been learned and they're not going to use so they've sort of wasted time teaching it this year like it seems like a big mess um that's what happens with a bad defense
1: agreed agreed and is it as simple like you're saying like a like a breakdown in the chain of logistics like how you like like i don't know what i'm saying just basically like you know the way you communicate is it not actual the football the theory and everything